Good morning. It is awesome to be here. Um, I do have an update on a prayer request that I failed to give. Um, Kayla Boyle is on our prayer list. She was expecting triplets, and she delivered. My days are messed up. The 22nd. So she delivered on the 22nd. All the babies are healthy, and she's healthy, but they uh, still continue to need prayer. So lift up Kayla and Will Boyle and their families. All of a sudden, a big family. That's Chris's daughter. All right. It is good to be back. It's uh, Rod and I traveled. We did have a good trip, but being home without a head injury is a bonus. <laughs> being home in itself is a bonus. Uh, it's good to get away and and recharge and refresh. Um, we had a great trip. I wish the officials at the basketball game had. had a great trip too. They struggled a little bit, but but it was a a fun trip. One thing I do when we're out of town normally, I ride a bicycle, and where we were, I, I don't like riding a bicycle there, so I walked a whole bunch. I got up early and walked a lot. I ate more than I walked, so don't worry. So I didn't. <laughs> Not really an effect there, but uh, Sunday morning I got up and uh, started my walk. Normally there is about 5 o'clock in the morning, so on my walk I got to worship with you all. And that is a great worship when you're walking and you're hearing home just like you were there. It, it, it was awesome uh, to worship with you all, even though you probably thought I was asleep. When I got back, I wanted to worship some more. So I actually went to church uh, while I was there and um, started to get cheap the older I get. I don't know why, but um, I, I, I was doing a lift. I was going to take a ride to church, and it was $27. And I thought, it's early, <laughs> so I'm going to walk. It's only like 2.7 or 8 miles. I'm like, I'm going to walk. I already walked 4 miles that morning. What's 2.8 more? Um, the morning walk was a lot better. It rained. It, went, it was the longest 2.8 miles I'd ever been on my life. But the service was great. And, and what I realized, being so far away and going to a church is, man, we worship the same king. The same king. The service may have looked a little bit different. But when I got there, we were worshiping the same God as we do right here. The same God in control in Chestnut Hill is in control there as well. And then on the way back, uh, I did take a lift. It was cheaper going back. I don't know why. <laughs> but it was only like $9 to go back. I'm like, that's awesome. It's cheaper to go back to the resort than it is to go to church. I don't understand the math, but I don't. there's a lot of things I don't know. But again, it was awesome to, to worship here with you and then worship somewhere different as well. And this morning, we are celebrating a king. This is Christ the King Sunday. It's actually the last Sunday of our church calendar. Next week starts a new year. Next week starts Advent. So this is the final 
Sunday of our church calendar. And it's traditionally Christ the King Sunday or Reign of Christ Sunday. And I'm thankful to celebrate this King with you. Again, and next week we'll start Advent, which is the first Sunday of the church calendar. But uh, this morning I'm going to ask you a question a few times. I'm going to ask you a question. Is he your king? Is he your king? And I want to begin by reading some scripture. I'm going to read from John 18. I'm going to read verses 37, or excuse me, 33 to 37. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for allowing us to be here, Lord. Thank you for this scripture. Lord, thank you for sending your son. Lord, I pray that as we study this scripture, Lord, that your words flow through me. And Lord, that everyone here and everyone who may be listening online, Lord, they receive your message this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ, our King, is He your King? Again, as we go through this question, I want us to, to ponder. But first, I want to define the definition of a king. If you look in Webster's Dictionary, the definition of a king is a male ruler of a country who usually inherits his position and rules for life. According to Scripture, Jesus is King was declared at his birth. Even before his birth, it was prophesied. But he, he descends from the royal line of David. People rejected his kingly claims and at his, at his crucifixion, but God the Father exalted him to the rightful place of power. See, Jesus Christ will rule nations forever. Jesus Christ descends from the royal line of David. He descends from the royal line of David. He's the son of David. And all Jews knew that the Messiah was going to come through the line of David. He was also born in the city of David, the town of David, in Bethlehem. He was regarded king by Nathaniel in John 149. He refused worldly kingdoms in John 1836. And Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem as king in Matthew 21, 1 through 9. You see, Jesus Christ's kingship is the issue at, the, at his trial. That's what I really want to discuss this morning is his trial. 
You see, Pilate questions Jesus. And Christ says he's a spiritual king. Then Pilate appeals to the crowd to accept Jesus and set him free. But the crowd rejected Jesus Christ as king. The crowd mocked Jesus Christ as king. Jesus still declared his king, kingdom at his crucifixion. The Father has exalted Jesus to the rightful place as king. You see, as king, Jesus welcomes believers into his kingdom. You see, Jesus Christ is king of all kings. He'll rule over the nations. He is king forever. And as we work through the scripture, I do want us to ponder this question. Is he your king? Is he your king? To put today's scripture in perspective, we need to back up and reflect just a little bit on some events that occurred before that led to Jesus' encounter with Pontius Pilate. In John 18, 1 through 11, Simon Peter cuts off the ear of one of the servants of the high priest. Jesus repaired his ear and then told Peter to put his sword away. My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. If it was of this world, my servants would fight. Jesus is betrayed and arrested. Again, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. My followers would be fighting. What we've got to realize this morning is Jesus is king. Jesus is king. That's not debatable. You see, Jesus has won. We don't have to fight. Jesus has won the war for us. You see, his kingdom is spiritual. It's not physical. He has won. Is he your king? Then Peter goes on to deny Jesus. He goes on to deny Jesus. And then that brings us to Jesus. Well, actually, Jesus is before the high priest in John 18, 19 through 24. It says, then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues, in the temple where all the Jews come together. I've said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the police standing near struck Jesus on the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, If I've spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I've spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. And now Jesus is before Pilate. Now we're to the scripture that we just read. Pilate entered the headquarters again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered him with a question. He said, Am I a Jew? And then he tells Jesus, Your own nation and the chief priests have sent you to me. 
Are you speaking for yourself? You see, Jesus had to clarify because the Romans, the Roman conception of a king was totally different than the king that Jesus came to be. You see, the Romans, the king meant that he would be a political rival. Though Jesus was a king, he was not a political rival in the sense that Pilate might have thought. You see, he tried to explain his kingdom to Pilate. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. So that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. You see, my kingdom is not from this world. You see, Jesus declares a great and permanent difference between God's kingdom and the kingdom of the world. You see, Jesus' kingdom originates in heaven, not Rome. Jesus' kingdom has a foundation that's built on peace. His servants will not fight. My kingdom is not from here. St. Augustine observed that from this verse, the earthly kingdoms are based on force, pride, the love of human praise. Force, pride, and the love of human praise. The desire for domination itself was displayed by Pilate in the Roman Empire. You see, but the heavenly kingdom exemplifies Jesus and the cross. You see, it's based on love, sacrifice, humility, and righteousness. Do you see the difference? An earthly kingdom is based on force, pride, the love of human praise. But a spiritual kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, is based on love, sacrifice, humility, and righteousness. You see, for the Jews and for the Romans of that day, that was a stumbling block. They didn't understand. They'd only seen earthly kings. They didn't understand what a spiritual king really came to do. You see, the power that we have through Jesus' kingdom comes from the cross. It comes from the cross. It doesn't come from Rome. It doesn't come from anywhere else. You see, as humans, and human politics is based on the premise that society must be changed to change people. You see, Christ's kingdom, people must be changed to change society. Our mission, our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Our first goal is to self be transformed. We can't transform anybody if we're not transformed. You see, his kingdom is, from, is a spiritual kingdom. There's a big difference between physical and spiritual kingdom. See, we've got some problems in the world. We've got some problems in our life. And sometimes we look for solutions in the wrong places. Often we look for solutions in the wrong places. We've got a lot of spiritual problems in the world. And we keep grasping for physical solutions. That's why we're frustrated. You see, you cannot cure physical ailments. You cannot cure spiritual ailments with physical remedies. 
There's only one way to cure a spiritual ailment, and that is through a spiritual solution that was sent by God the Father to be king, to be a spiritual king. Again, in Jesus' day, just like ours, we're conditioned to look for salvation in political solutions. We're conditioned to look for physical solutions for our spiritual problems. You see, but Jesus tells them on that day, my kingdom is not from here. My kingdom is not from here. The eternal king who rules over the souls of men is mightier than the external force of powerful armies of Rome or any army today. Is he your king? The king we serve has unlimited power. He has unlimited grace. He has unlimited love. He's merciful. Is he your king? Is he your king? I'm not here to debate the fact whether or not Jesus is king. I know he's king. Is he our king? Is he ruling our lives? That's the question today. Are we looking to him for our solutions? Are we looking for spiritual solutions that can fix our spiritual problems forever? Jesus answered, you're right to say that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I've come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. The truth is Jesus is king. The truth is Jesus came for you and I. The truth is Jesus rules today. The truth is we need to stop fighting and start loving each other. We need to stop fighting and live in peace with one another. The truth is the only way that we can ever heal our spiritual problems is through a spiritual solution. That spiritual solution this morning is Jesus Christ, our King. Is He your King? See, I think we've done a pretty good job this morning discussing Jesus Christ as King. I think everyone who's heard this message has a good head knowledge of Jesus being King. Do we have that heart knowledge? Have we converted that head knowledge, the knowledge that we hear, the heart knowledge that we know in our minds, have we converted it to our hearts? Have we converted it to our hearts to be a part of the solution for our problems today? Have we converted to our heart to realize that the only way we can be healed is through a spiritual healing through Jesus Christ, our King? Is He your King? Are you ready to put your faith in a king that has unlimited power? Whose kingdom lasts for an eternity? One thing I noticed when I was on my trip is I got to look out from a pretty high place over the Pacific Ocean. It's huge. It's huge. I mean... You, you, you see it forever. And you see it forever. And I started thinking about just how big it is. And the same God who created us created that ocean. 
that same God who created something that from my viewpoint looked like it went on forever is even bigger than that ocean. And I started to realize that sometimes when I go to worship, sometimes I, I leave and I think, I really didn't get what I thought I should have gotten out of that service today. Have you ever thought, have you ever felt like that? And then what I realized, I'm like, there's nothing I can do. The ocean is there. When we think about Jesus Christ and how huge he is and how long eternity is, it doesn't really matter what our viewpoint is of that. It's there. And I started thinking, I could get a bunch of water from that Pacific Ocean. There's a bunch of water there. But if I only took a thimble, you know how much I could get? A thimble full. If I took a cup, do you know how much I could get? A cup full. That's it. If I took a five-gallon bucket, I could get five gallons of water. A lot of what we receive is not because we haven't been blessed. It's because we're not taking the right implement. We're not coming with the right attitude to worship. We're not coming with the right attitude to, 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 to submit to Jesus Christ as our king Because we can't fathom just how huge he is. Then I started thinking, heck, if I had a battleship, I could fill a battleship up with water. And I started thinking about God's grace. And I thought, you know, a battleship full of water that left that Pacific Ocean, you wouldn't be able to tell any of it was gone. When God gives me his grace, his mercy... It's like none of it's gone. It lasts forever. It's eternal. It's limitless. You see, that's the king that I serve. Is he your king? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do in our lives, Lord. Just thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning. Most of all, Lord, thank you for for sending us a king. Lord, let us always remember that Jesus is one. Lord, we need to submit to him. We need to submit to Jesus Christ and his kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.